You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, welcome to episode 116 of Soulforge Podcast. Welcome to the Soulforge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hello, everybody. It's Sean here with another exciting episode of the podcast for you. What do we have? We have a rare solo show this week. Sure, I I know the one that uh, I recently did, episode 113, the Quick Shots or Tactical Mini episode was a solo show, but kind of a bit different, little mini episodes all strung together by my dulcet tones in between. But this one here is totally different, totally random. Uh, You know what, actually, speaking of episode 113, I never got any emails from any of you faithful listeners out there. What should I call the things if I do any more of those mini episodes? Should I call them Quick Shots? Should I call them Tactical Minis? Should I pick a different name? Does it even matter? When it comes right down to it, does it? I don't know. I haven't recorded it anymore since uh, I did that episode there, but it's only been a couple weeks. So lots of time, lots of future episodes to come. So what's going on this week? Well, as you're listening to this episode here, this particular Thursday, I am in Atlanta, Georgia for DragonCon. What's DragonCon? It's a huge geek convention. Uh, approximately 80,000 visitors last year, plus vendors and guests and celebrities and support staff and who knows how much else, what was going on. I don't know. I've never been there before. It's very exciting. I'm sure I'm having a blast. I'm sure I'm overwhelmed with all the people and the Georgia heat. However, as I'm recording this about a week before that, I have no idea what to expect going to be quite the road trip. Why is it a road trip? Well, this coming weekend, which for you listeners is now last weekend, my buddy Frank got married to his fiancée Martha. Why did you say that name? Just outside of North Bay. I've known Frank since about the year 2000 when we went to teacher's college together. We've kept in touch over the years. Great guy. And he's getting married, or I guess he's gotten married. And I went there to support his, uh, his wedding and see him and I hadn't seen him this year. Uh, It's been a while since we've gotten together. Uh, Last time I think I saw him was maybe last year and the year before that we went camping. Uh, He's been on my other podcast, The Rusted Robot, several times when he came up to visit and when we went camping and we got drunk and stuff. So you've, you've heard Frank before. Presenting a world of exceptional quality and beauty in the Rusted Robot tradition. Drawing on over four decades of iconic design, each one-of-a-kind episode meticulously crafted from the finest materials to perform best-in-class, from impeccable coverage to long-lasting brilliance. I don't think he's ever been on Soulforge, not to my recollection anyway. But anyway, so had that wedding, 
And then, because I was off that week, at the last minute, I decided, you know what? I'm off the week of the first part of DragonCon. What am I going to do? I'm going to go to DragonCon. I have never been anywhere like that before. No huge convention. In uh, 2014, I went to Fan Expo in Toronto, but this is even bigger than that. All kinds of different people. Uh, apparently, there's four floors of vendors. It's taking place in five different hotels. I just spoke to Kene Corder, who I believe you remember from episode 41, and we're going to meet in person, and it's going to be really exciting. So I'm really looking forward to that, getting out of town. Uh, it's a, about a 21-hour drive from Timmins to Georgia, I guess if you go the speed limit. Um, but I'm going to break it up because I'm going to have stopped in North Bay, and that it's only 16 hours of driving, so that's wonderful. And I get to stay with Mike, one of the hosts and the founder of the ESO Network. Mike, you know him. He's the host of Earth Station One, and I believe Earth Station Who, the Doctor Who podcast as well. Uh, so he was kind enough to arrange some tickets for me and get me in and hotel with him and blah, 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 all the good stuff that I need in order to make a last-minute trip from Timmins to Atlanta. Quite the drive. Very excited about it. So why are we talking about geek stuff? Well, I was trying to think of what kind of an episode to leave for you guys, and uh, the other day something at work happened. It got me thinking. I guess my sense of humor and my idiosyncrasies and my geek roots run deep. So what happened? Well, we're just getting ready to uh, go out for the day and deliver the mail. And I was being funny, and I pretended to sneeze, covered my eye, and I said, Oh no, look at this! I lost my eye, and I held a little bouncy ball with a picture of an eyeball on it. <laughs> and everybody just groaned and said, Oh, <laughs> yeah, so funny, Sean. And the, But Chantel, she said, That explains it. And I'm like, What? She said, That explains why the women love you. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, I've been trying to figure this out for the 12 years that we've been working together. You, you don't seem to have any trouble attracting women, and I, I haven't been able to figure out all this time what it is girls see in you. And I'm like, well, thanks a lot. I guess I don't have any uh, hope of being with you, do I, Chantel? And we laughed and laughed. But uh, she figured out that because I have a quirky sense of humor and I'm not afraid to be goofy, that that's what the women love. I don't know if that's true. Maybe that's part of my geek charm. Ladies, why don't you write in and tell me what you think. Does a, uh, a geeky sense of humor attract the women? Do you love that? Soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. I would love to read your answers on the air. Don't get very many emails here at Soulforge, and it would be nice to get some feedback. So if you could do that, that would be awesome. So I was thinking, since my geek roots run deep and I've always been unapologetically me, what other kinds of things have uh, formed me as an individual? And I was thinking about it, and I've come up with a list here, actually. So I've always had the weird sense of humor. I've always been geeky, and I've always been a collector. I was thinking back to my early, early childhood. Like, I'm talking three, four years old. I have a specific memory of sitting on my bedroom floor I had a dresser with five drawers, and I remember that the fourth drawer was filled with my junk. All kinds of collectibles, uh, things that meant something to me, toys of whatever various kinds that a three or four-year-old would have. 
so I've always had a collection of something, like right from before I was even conscious of the fact that I was doing it. Uh, I wish I had a memory of what was actually in the drawer, but I've always saved things. I, I took a look around my house and searched through my memory banks and things that I've collected over the years, of course, toys. I've always collected toys, various kinds. I still have an R2-D2 action figure from the time I was seven years old. So I, I tend to keep things, hold on to things. I've got all kinds of totes full of stuff. Um, I know when I was 18, I thought, you know what? Smart, educated people usually have libraries. So I started collecting books when I was 18. I'm Captain O.G. Readmore, a reading kind of cat. Read a book like me, you'll soon agree that reading is where it's at. I wish somebody would have told me that I would have moved so many times. Because books are freaking heavy, you guys. Freaking heavy. And I've had to move a lot. And I think I have maybe five or six totes in the garage filled with books. I have to build a bookshelf or something. Collected movies right from... I don't even remember when, but uh, of course it started with the VHS tapes and then went on to uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. And two weeks ago I recently purchased my first 4K DVD, even though I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player or whatever they're calling them. But it has the DVD in it as well, so, or the Blu-ray, so I can at least watch it. That's John Wick 2. Uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, ten years ago I found a um, Laserdisc player at a yard sale. $30 for 70 movies and the player, and so I've started collecting Laserdiscs whenever I find them. Books, music, CDs, tapes, whatever, movies, my toys, my various robots. Like I said, I have uh, an R2-D2 robot action figure from the time I was seven, and I've got a whole shelf now filled with R2-D2s, Robocops, Terminators, uh, other various droids, all kinds of different things. A bunch of Robbie the Robots. Always into the robots, always into the toys. I'm in the Soulforge podcast headquarters room right now. Uh, about three weeks ago, I built a shelf, and it is filled with all the Star Trek Hallmark ornaments that I have. Mom started me on that collection, I believe, in 1993, and we've kept it up every year. I'm missing maybe 10, but uh, I've got so many. They never go on the tree. I just keep them in the boxes, and they're all there. Uh, plus my starships from Eagle Moss Publishing. I've got like 45 of those. And I've got a bunch of pop vinyl over there right now. So always collected all kinds of stuff. I, I know I've actually recorded two episodes on minimalism and wanting to be minimalist. But it's not happening, you guys. Definitely not happening. I keep collecting more and more things. In fact, speaking of John Wick... I just received in the mail today a John Wick action figure from Wish.com. Definitely not stopping the collecting. But guess what? That's somebody else's problem. When I'm dead and I have all the cool stuff, they can either yard sale it, they can have an auction, uh, they can bury me with all the things, or whatever, divide it up amongst them, whoever they are, at that point when I die in 675 years from now. So what are some other geek things that I've been into? Well... Um, let's see, got the, uh, the collection stuff. Always been a geek. Yes, I did write that down. I have some early, early memories. Maybe I was four years old, somewhere around there, at my grandparents' house before school started, watching Star Trek. And I'm going to say on Saturday afternoons, but maybe it was every day of the week. 
I don't know. We're going to say this was 1979 to 1981, roughly. I don't know the exact year. Let's just say 1980, because that sounds right. And I remember watching Star Trek on the television, and the commercial would come on. It would be Fox 50 from Detroit. Journey back in time to when it all started. Don't miss the original episode of Star Trek. Tonight at 7, everybody knows it's on Fox 50. It was actually Channel 4 where we were, but the station was always advertised as Fox 50 in Detroit. So I have early, early Star Trek memories. I've always been a fan of Star Trek, even before I really knew what it was. And I liked all kinds of other different TV shows as well. I remember watching uh, Dr. Snuggles. If you don't know what that is, that was a cartoon with some kind of scientist professor, and he lived in the forest with all his... Uh, animal friends, and he had a spaceship made out of a big barrel, and he had a, a robot named, I think, Matilda Junkbottom, and he would fly into the clouds and talk to the magic giraffe. I think it was a giraffe. It might have been a cat. I can't remember now. So there was that. Uh, Fables of the Green Forest, and then, of course, Thundercats, and G.I. Joe, and all those kind of things. I've always been into all the stuff. I don't think there's ever been a time where I wasn't either watching TV or trying to trying to sell something. Uh, I remember when I was um, living in the apartment complex. It was uh, in Sault Ste. Marie, and there was probably seven or eight different apartment buildings in a great big area, and I was always trying to sell things to the neighborhood kids, whether it was uh, sports cards that I had been collecting. That's because that's another thing I collected was sports cards. Even though I didn't watch sports, didn't care about it, I would uh, voraciously collect uh, baseball and hockey cards sell those to the neighborhood kids, trade for better deals. I remember uh, I went to Sudbury for Science North when I was in grade six, and I got some little, uh, I don't even know what they were, but they were like little medallion coins with animal faces on them for 10 cents, and I sold them for 75 cents. So always trying to make a profit. Uh, I used to make things out of popsicle sticks that I would collect from around the area, and kids would even bring them to me and beer bottle caps. I had a huge collection of beer bottle caps too for some reason and I used to make uh, like I don't even know like picture frames and uh, coaster uh, coaster things for drinks out of beer bottle caps and popsicle sticks and I used to make houses out of popsicle sticks so I would sell those. I would sell the action figures that I didn't want anymore, uh, other different toys, all kinds of dinky cars I would have and uh, oh I was bad with dinky cars. I remember um, because my brother Curtis, he was four and a half years younger than me, and I used to tell him, hey, you know what would be really cool? If you took your dinky car and hit it with a rock, then it would look like it was in an accident. So I wasn't very nice to the poor kid. I remember that um, he he sat on our stepdad's motorcycle one time. He, he sat on it, and the, the rule around the house was don't touch Cannon's bike. Now, that's, that's my... Uh, youngest brother Robin's father and so I don't know how long it went on it felt like years but uh, if Curtis was doing something that I didn't want him to do I would say hey you better do that or I'm going to tell Cannon you were on his bike let's say it even went on for six months <sighs> finally at one point he uh, he said so go ahead tell him that was a long time ago and so the threat didn't work anymore but uh, I was always trying to have the upper hand I guess that's what the oldest brother kind of does break his dinky cars and make it look cool you know, just stuff like that. Sell things around the neighborhood. And I suppose what this all really amounts to, all these various stories that I'm telling you folks, 
is that I've always been striving for something greater in my life. Maybe that's why I was collecting things, because I think partly the fact that I've uh, gone to counseling over the last few months has made me look deeper into myself, more deep than I already was because of Soul Forge. Uh, but I've basically realized that I've always been striving for connections with people, whether that's selling things to the neighborhood kids that they might enjoy so I could see the smiles on their face and also make a little bit of money so I could buy ice cream at the corner store or maybe uh, those panini sticker books or whatever I was into at the time. Looking over various things I've done in my life, uh, going to the Striving for Connections, I remember writing poetry back in university in the hopes of joining a, a, po a poetry kind of group. And I, I went to poetry readings, but I was never very confident. I always felt embarrassed and I couldn't look at people and I didn't think my work was very good. But I went several times. I, I went to poetry readings downtown North Bay. That's where I went to university, actually, in North Bay. You know, just just trying to find a group to belong to. Facebook's the same thing. You have connections with people, but you don't really. You see what uh, all those people are doing, what they're into, the happy lives that they portray online. Eh, it's, it's not really a connection. It's more of a fake connection. The, the more connected we are, the less connected we are to the people around us. And then now there's podcasting. I, I, I love podcasting, and I've met a lot of great people, around the world even. Uh, and of course, when I say I've met all these great people, I haven't. I haven't met them. Like uh, on the last episode of the Rusted Robot podcast, Paul and Dan from the UK uh, stepped in. They knew I was going to be out of town, so they created a uh, an episode for me because Paul is my UK correspondent, usually sends a 10-minute clip in once a month. Uh, but Paul and Dan did a whole hour-long show for me so that uh, there was something for my listeners to to have so they weren't uh, left high and dry. And that's great. That That's awesome. Um, I'm hoping to meet Jarman from the A Play on Nerds podcast, who you heard last week on Soulforge, talk about uh, being an atheist and whatnot. So there's a, a good chance that he's going to be here at DragonCon. I hope that he gets to come. Uh, like I said, I'm staying with uh, Mike from the network. Speaking of, here's a podcast promo for another podcast here on the ESO network. Howdy! This year, the Earth Station One podcast will experience its favorite geek out moment with episode number 500. That's over nine years of nerdy pop culture reviews, interviews, and con reports. Join the celebration with Mike and Mike each week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite media player. We can also be found all over social media or at esonetwork.com. Peace. Peace. And we're done. We're done. We're done. See? Connections. We're all playing each other's promos and trying to build a better network. And I think he said that there's going to be maybe a dozen different uh, podcasters from the network at DragonCon. And I'm going to get to meet all these people. So that's awesome. Of course, there's the celebrities that I've met. I, I was thinking about that. What pictures of celebrities do I have in my phone that I've met through podcasting? course there's Paul McGillian who I met at uh, Thunder Bay ThunderCon last year. He thought I looked like one of the creators of Stargate and he was on Stargate so he took a picture of me and another guy who looked like the co-creator so that was cool. Um, and then there's people I've seen or met not through podcasting like when I went to Fan Expo in 2014 I saw Hulk Hogan. Uh, who else did I see? I think I saw 
what's his name, the guy who plays Ash on Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell. I saw Michael Rooker, who played Merle in The Walking Dead, and that blue guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, uh, also I saw and talked to Stephen Amell and Edward James almost at Fan Expo, and they those two guys did clips for Rusted Robot for me. Um, what else? Uh, oh, Wendell Clark. He was a, a Toronto Maple Leafs player, and he came to town a few years ago, and I got an autograph for from him and my picture. So just trying to think of connections and connecting to the larger world. Huh, it's not always easy. I think... Essentially, most of us feel alone and we're always just striving to become closer to those around us. And, and that's why I do podcasting, uh, especially this podcast here, more so than Rusted Robot. Uh, Rusted Robot's been going five and a half years. This is two years on Soulforge. And I've made different kinds of connections. I've been thinking about it too. I'm always trying to help the world. And what do I mean by that? Well, a lot of times... I used to think that uh, if I rescued people from themselves, that would give me some kind of fulfillment. Uh, also, it would allow me not to have to think too deeply about myself. So if I focused on other people's problems, I could be seen as a hero and not focus on whatever issue I actually needed to work on. And in actual fact, I'm probably the one who needed saving. So that's quite a surprise, isn't it? And now what I do is I podcast about stuff trying to talk about things that people think about but don't talk about too often. Also, I try to share memes on the Soulforge Facebook page uh, anywhere from three to seven times a day, just randomly throughout the day, different things that people can connect with and make them feel not alone. Because nobody wants to feel alone, even though we are, essentially, we're all alone and we're just trying to be part of something bigger than ourselves. It's definitely not easy, but we're all doing it. It's all we can do, really. Strive to be better people, get closer to our fellow humans. I think that's why people have a lot of pets, too, because pets need love, and they don't talk back, and you pretty much know what they need. And it's less complicated than a human-to-human -human relationship. But don't stop. Don't, don't give up. Don't stop trying to make connections with your fellow person. Say hi to that person at work when you're walking, when you're walking down the street and you pass somebody. Smile. Nod. Wave. Well, don't wave. That's stupid. Uh, but definitely smile or, or nod. Say hello even. That's a thing that you should do. I don't do it often enough. I usually listen to podcasts and have my head down while I deliver the mail and I ignore the world. But I'm always striving to be better. And it's a work in progress. We all are. Maybe we succeed. Maybe we don't. But what we have to do is try. So that's uh, quite an episode that comes out of sneezing in a fake eyeball out of my face. I don't know. Just just to recap, uh, these geek roots run deep. Uh, trying to make connections has always been a part of my life. That's, that's really it. I just want to be the best version of me that I can be. And I know you all want to be the best version that you can be. So let's never give up. Never surrender. Never give up. Never surrender. And we'll just go from there. Oh, you know what? Actually, I didn't write that down. Uh, speaking of never give up, never surrender, that's another thing that I was going to talk about on this podcast. You know when people say certain lines and you just automatically finish them in your head? Like when anybody says this one time, I bet most of you of my generation or thereabouts would say this one time at band camp. 
because that's from American Pie, and that's our generation, and that's what we say. So what I often do now, if uh, anybody says never, I automatically finish it with never give up, never surrender. And that's a line from 1999 Galaxy Quest, the Tim Allen film that I love. When anybody says there are, I will finish it with four lights, because that's what Captain Picard said when he was tortured in The Next Generation on the two-part episode Chain of Command. And I'm sure there's other things that you guys do like that, that just automatically pops in your head that when somebody says something, it just flows from you. Does that make you a geek? Hmm, I don't know. Does it matter? Who cares? It's just something that I found interesting and wanted to share with you guys. So this wasn't really a, uh, a major issue about uh, anything soul forgy like being a better person or whatever. I just wanted to give you a quick update. It's been a while since I've done a solo episode. Uh, I'm hoping I'm having a great time in Dragon Con right now. Uh, never been anywhere near there. It's going to be a long drive there and back, uh, but it should be a lot of fun. Um, and other than that, uh, next week is my birthday. I'm going to be 43. Can you believe it? Uh, that, that's the other thing. Uh, according to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the number 42 is answer, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Uh, and I've been waiting for all the knowledge of the universe to be downloaded into me because I'm 42. That's supposed to be the answer. Maybe on the last day that I'm 42, I'll get all that information. And if I do, I will pass it along to you guys. Not sure if there's going to be an episode next week. It's been uh, quite a while since an episode has not come out. But if I have time, I definitely will. But stay tuned. I'm not going anywhere. I'm always going to be here for you guys. Remember, we're on Spotify and Stitcher and iTunes, Apple Podcasts, all the different places. We're on Twitter and email and find us on YouTube. And if you go to soulforgepodcast.com, on the right-hand side, there's all the links for the Facebook page, the YouTube channel, the Twitter, all that stuff. Join the Facebook page. Become an active member. Check out all the memes. I think you'll love them. Uh, but other than that, that's it. That's all I got for you this week. I've got to edit this thing and get it ready for my long trip. And until next time, thanks for coming by the Forge. And remember, I don't flirt. I just talk. It's not my fault everything I say is smoother than the cream cheese spread on your bagel. This has been another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Find us on Twitter at SoulForgePod or email the show via SoulForgePodcast at gmail.com. SoulForge is a production of Sean Vanderloo and Friends. You can find Sean on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. Remember to visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links and share the show with everyone you know. Thanks for stopping by the forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit.
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.